I just got done reading an opinion issued out of the District Court of Pennsylvania, the Eastern District. Uh, it was issued in October, and it's about a cargo claim. And y'all know I just love cargo claims. I'm always trying to keep up with these cases. Uh, every jurisdiction treats cargo claims differently. This one, though, is uh, Traction Tire versus TQL. Traction Tire suits TQL because TQL's carrier that TQL hired got a shipment of tires stolen. Uh, 590 tires, to be exact. Interestingly, in the complaint, Traction Tire sues TQL and says that as a direct result, I'm sorry, I'm reading this too, um, as a direct result of defendant's failure to ensure the safe and efficient delivery of the tires, plaintiff lost at least a million dollars in business, as well as the value of 590 tires. Oh, by the way, now I'm paraphrasing, you have to give us back our $3,000 that we paid for you to move these tires from Pennsylvania to Florida. So why I picked out this case to talk about um, is because I think it's interesting that plaintiff has 590 tires, should be just filing a cargo claim for those tires, but instead they're saying they lost a million dollars in business. That's what we call special damages. And in your shipper contracts, that's why you always want to have language that says no special damages, because this is what happens when you have special damages not excluded in the contract. The court, so, so, so to back up, so we've got the tire company, the tire shippers mad at TQL, even though TQL in this thing doesn't look like they even did anything wrong. So TQL um, fires back, files a, a motion with the court and says, hey, uh, this, this, they can't file this claim against us because of Carmack, because of F4A. The court beat the crap out of them and said no. It was a loser. Both of them were loser arguments. Either they had bad attorneys or they were just taking a shot in the dark. Um, and I don't mean bad attorneys by bad, just they weren't trucking attorneys. Um, they were probably general attorneys maybe doing the research. I don't know. I'm just pontificating here. Nevertheless, I think that this is great for us to learn because, one, you should always have no special damage language in your contracts. You can also call it consequential damages. Two, don't leave shit unattended in yards. I've told that to many people a thousand times. If you shit's in a yard over the weekend and it's a targeted commodity, tires, energy drink, food, baby formula, lawn furniture, obviously electronics and high values, there's a whole list of targeted commodities if you don't know them. They shouldn't be sitting in any yard. They're going to get stolen and you're going to have a lawsuit like this. And also your shipper's going to be pissed. The other thing that's interesting is I want you guys to always remember, which everybody, all the lawyers in our industry know, Carmack doesn't apply to brokers unless you hold yourself out as a carrier. Um, so that's going to be a losing argument for you. F4A preemption, for those of you who know what that is, it's hit or miss in all these jurisdictions. So I wouldn't rely on that too much either. Uh, it's interesting. No one made the argument, and maybe they did in the past, that, hey, we're just a broker. You agreed, like as a broker, if you don't have a contract, the oral agreement is we just arrange for transportation. And that's all. We don't guarantee ensure safe and efficient delivery of the tires. That must have come from like an email or a contract, something that that language came from. 
So it just didn't feel like TQL did anything wrong here. Unlike another case, which is old, but I do love this case, which is from 2014, also in a federal court from Wisconsin, a beef processor sued TQL. And this one's a good learning lesson because, and also interesting too, VPP group out of Wisconsin uh, sued TQL. And because they paid TQL to transport beef, a whole truckload shipment of beef from Wisconsin to California. And then they agreed to pay like $3,700 for the shipment. So according to the complaint for that case and the decision that didn't go well for them, for TQL, went well for the shipper, <laughs> the shipper told TQL that you need to deliver the shipment by Monday. TQL allegedly tells the carrier, eh, get it there on Monday, but if Tuesday, you're okay. Carrier fucks it all up. Carrier gets it there on Wednesday. Shipper is very angry. Shipper wants TQL to pay for a $100,000 cargo claim. And what I think is interesting, there's a lot of communications going back and forth. And you can see, at least in the communications in these filings, that TQL did kind of blow off that date. Maybe because... Often we think, hey, get it there within a reasonable amount of time, day, two days. What's the big deal, right? The scary thing about this decision in 2014 is that the court cited like this whole list of cases that other judges concluded saying that if you're talking about perishable goods, food, things like that, time is always of the essence. Yes. So what that means is you better get it there when the shipper says to get it there. You don't get this lackadaisical one or two where you do general freight. Um, I'll put both of the citations and you guys can Google this stuff uh, in here, but good learning lessons overall. And also, yeah, I'll know I like to bash on TQL until they come on our show. Come on the show, TQL. <laughs>